Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. Myself, my name is Chris Swan. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. Once again, that's 419-794-3030, online, ARHQ.com. Going to go and jump right into it this week. Uh, but before we do, uh, viewers of the show, people watching on, on YouTube, Facebook Live, things like that, will notice that uh, not alone, it's not just... Uh, Nolan, it's not just Scott, but we have a special guest this week. It's Lauren, an occupational therapist at the uh, Clinical Liaison for Mercy Health St. Charles Acute Patient Rehabilitation. So welcome into the show, and, and guys, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, good to be here. You know, I had uh, another fun weekend of hockey. Last weekend, we were up at uh, Detroit playing, so uh, needed an occupational therapist with all the fights <laughs> that were going on in <laughs> hockey for the weekend, for sure. Sure. Had, had a great time. Uh, always fun, uh, you know, getting ready to... Uh, kickoff high school hockey season will be here before too long but uh just doing postseason right now for the mud dog so yeah you know uh the, the weather's great i think we're winding down um it was a little bit cooler this past week than it was the week before it's kind of crazy you know you come into september and you get these 90 degree days and then all of a sudden you're down to to like 60 or 70 which is good though you know you like to cool off but um no, things are uh, winding uh, up for me, you know, coming into the annual enrollment period. As everybody knows, uh, the annual enrollment period is going to start um, October 15th and uh, runs through December 7th, which is a uh, um, uh, very, very busy time of the year, which I'm excited for. And uh, there's a lot of new and exciting changes for Medicare moving into 2024. So um, looking to get rolling with that. Yeah, ARHQ.com. Uh, click on our events and uh, feel free to come out to one of our upcoming events. I know we had uh, a couple of great ones here at Red Lobster, and everybody sure. loves those Cheddar Bay biscuits. So those we'd biscuits. love to have you come out and uh, and join us as well. And, Lauren, we were talking uh, just in, you know prior to coming on the show today, talking a little bit about you know what you do in your work with Mercy Health and St. Charles. And, you know, if we think about it, uh, I think about the, the different times my son plays travel hockey, so we – we go to a lot of different places, and Scott, I know we've talked on a lot of different shows about uh, people when they need care. Um, you know, one of the things I, I think when we think about this, um, if I'm at a hockey arena out of town and, heaven forbid, my son gets hurt, you know, the, the first question I ask is, you know, how do I figure out where to go? I'm out of town. It's in a new area. Mm -hmm. I'm not used to what's going on. And, you know, when we deal with people that are, you know, aging, getting a little bit older, and we think about people that need different levels of care, you know, it, it's also a new arena for them. It's trying to figure out, you know, at what point and where do I get care? Um, that's probably the first question that I would have for you is, you know, how do you figure out where to go when somebody needs care? Absolutely. So um, that's why I wanted to kind of come on and just chat about the continuum of care and what mm -hmm. options are. Um, a lot of times we find that uh, patients are in the hospital and then maybe they can't go home right away. They need some sort of rehab and they don't know what their options are. Um, so I wanted to speak more on kind of starting with that continuum of care, the acute inpatient rehab level of care. 
Um, so there's specific criteria um, for that inpatient rehab level of care that varies a little bit from a skilled nursing facility or skilled um, rehab at a nursing facility. Um, so I can kind of dive into some of that criteria for you guys um, to differentiate those. You know, and, and there is, uh, Lauren, there's a big difference in that, right? Because, you know, everybody knows that I specialize and deal with Medicare clients and that. And coming from a, a hospital to a skilled nursing facility is totally different mm -hmm. based on what you're going to talk about and explain. You know, yeah. you come out of a hospital to a skilled nurse and you do your rehab and then, you know, you head home. And, and we'll talk in another segment about home health care, but it's a different different type level. of care, different level of care. Yeah, yeah. So um, if somebody's in the hospital, they are getting therapy while they are in the acute care hospital. Um, it's not going to be as long as in a skilled nursing facility or inpatient rehab, but the therapists in the acute care hospital see those patients and that way we can kind of determine can this patient qualify for inpatient rehab or do they need more of a skilled nursing facility um so specifically for inpatient rehab you have to be able to participate in three hours of therapy per or per day five days a week so five out of seven days um that's 90 minutes a day and that is divided between physical occupational and speech therapy um, that is going to depend on one's needs. So not everyone may need speech therapy sure. or maybe somebody is already walking 200 feet but can't get themselves dressed in the morning and has some cognitive deficits or swallowing deficits and has occupational and speech needs. Um, they must also have needs for two out of three of those skilled therapies. So they have to have either physical and occupational, speech and occupational, or speech and physical. Um, so that, again, requiring assistance with dressing, swallowing, um, ambulation or transfers and that. Um, one big thing for inpatient rehab is that they have to have medical necessity. So they have to, to be seen by a physical medicine and rehab doctor at least three times a week in person. Um, so that is one of the big differences between inpatient rehab and skilled nursing facilities. The goal is always home from inpatient rehab. Sure. Um, so when uh, our doctors or if we're seeing um, referrals in the hospital, we are always asking, what support do you have at home? Do you live alone? Because who's going to help you if maybe you're still needing some assistance? What is your home setup? Um, how many steps do you have to get in? Do you have a first floor setup? All of those questions. Um, we really, really want people to get home after that, that about two week stay that they would have in inpatient rehab. Um, and then the big thing for inpatient rehab is the Medicare 60% um, compliance rule. So they have 60% of the patients in our inpatient rehab facility have to have a qualifying diagnosis. So that may be a stroke, a traumatic brain injury, a spinal cord injury, um, or some other diagnoses that would qualify. There's a whole list. We have a whole book on qualifying versus not qualifying sure. diagnoses. Um, and then the other 40% may be general debility, post-COVID, COPD exacerbation, um, cardiac conditions. So we really look at the diagnoses of the patients that are coming um, to see us. So they have to show improvement, correct? Yes. To continue to get care. I mean, if you get someone that's coming in, because I run into this occasionally with, um, you know, skilled nursing facilities, I'll have someone to call up, you know, you know, oh my gosh, they're booting mom out. Yeah. And, you know, I talk to them and say, well, is mom doing what she's supposed to be doing in a skilled nursing? Yeah. Is it the same for your inpatient? If, if, 
If you're just showing up and uh, chatting with all of the other patients in there and really not showing any improvement, right. how does that impact their care? Right. So um, the average stay for inpatient rehab is about two weeks. That varies from skilled nursing facility where that average stay may be a little bit longer. Um, sure. They may be a little, because they're not getting the three hours of therapy every day. Mm -hmm. um, they're usually getting maybe one to two. So the stay in the skilled nursing facility is longer. Regardless, with skilled therapy at whatever level that may be, and when Kelly talks on home health in another segment, they have to show progress. So um, specifically at our facility, we meet you know twice a week with the team, and they discuss progress to date. Okay. So that you, the therapists are seeing them every day to, to discuss how they're doing and to show functional progress for insurance. Awesome. How many, how many patients would you see go through your program on a, um, on like a monthly basis? I mean, um, it depends. So like last month, I think we had around 70 referrals. Well, now not all of those patients are necessarily end up coming to us. We are uh, building specifically is a 19 bed unit. Okay. So um, we are at St. Charles Hospital, but a separate hallway kind of unit sure. down there for the inpatient rehab. Um, but we are 19 bed units specifically. And then obviously just based on referrals, insurance, a lot of factors come into play. I think a lot of this really comes down to, again, having, as she talked about, kind of that team approach where you, you know, have a team where you're evaluating the situation for each patient. It, it really is the same thing that you talk about, mm -hmm. Scott. I mean, it's a, looking at the individual client understanding, you know, how to navigate the healthcare landscape that's out there, thinking about the different levels of care. Sure. Uh, I'm biased, obviously, as, you know, one of the owners here at America's Retirement Headquarters. It's helpful to have those local contacts trying to figure out how do you navigate that landscape. You know, having somebody local to be able to connect with uh, really helps you kind of figure out how do you avoid some of the pitfalls that are out there? How do you make sure that you get the right resources sure. available for you? And, you know, with when you look at it, the, the financial expense that can be out there, whether it's, a you know, skilled care or nursing home care, uh, it, it can add up quickly if you don't know how to navigate that landscape. And that's exactly what we do here. So, I mean, if you have a family member or a friend or somebody that is in that situation, just know you know, here at America's Retirement Headquarters, we're another resource for you and can help kind of connect you to the right people uh, to navigate the landscape of what's out there when you're looking at, you know, where do I take mom and dad? Where do I go from here in my own situation? And how do I navigate uh, the new environment that maybe you've never been in before? And, and just know that we're here to help. Again, it all starts with a phone call, 419-794-3030 to uh, discuss the things that you... Uh, may not have thought about prior to listening to the show or as you're entering into retirement, these factors that could become major issues if you don't address them. Go and have a plan put in place ahead of time, 419-794-3030, or go to the website, arhq.com. Kelly is a PTA, physical therapist assistant, and the community liaison for partners in, in home care. So, uh, Kelly, thanks for joining us here on the show. And, guys, I'll let you continue the conversation. Well, you know, when I think about it and we work on plans for clients, you know, one of the primary focuses I think that everybody wants to do is, you know, try to develop a plan that says, if I slow down and I need help with, uh, you know, getting older, how do I maintain a program that helps keep me uh, out of a nursing home, help me be able mm -hmm. to stay at home? And, you know, when we look at that, I think the home health care needs are, are so important. In fact, there's a, a lot of different strategies that here at America's Retirement Headquarters we can help you with in developing programs that are designed to help cover some of the costs that could be associated with it. So whether, again, you're uh, an adult 
caring for your parents or, you know, whether you're maybe somebody that's getting closer to figuring things out with, with home health care. Uh, this segment is going to help you kind of navigate the, the landscape and the environment of that. And uh, that's what we brought Kelly on to kind of talk a little bit about today and uh, discuss some of those things. So, you know, when we think about home health care, what are the predominant services that you think the majority of uh, folks that need care are for? It depends on your situation. So some patients need skilled services. There's two different types of home health care. There are skilled home health, home health care companies, and there are also non-skilled home health care companies. Home health care companies that are skilled provide services such as physical therapy, okay. occupational therapy, nursing, wound care, and speech therapy. Sure. Home health care companies that are non-skilled provide aids, and they help out with needs of daily living. As as most of our listeners know, um, Kelly, that I am um, with Medicare. I am my mother's um, kind of caregiver, and um, she went into a skilled nursing facility, um, and she was in there for just about um, 20 days, and then we sent her home, or we, we brought her home. They sent her home, and one of the things that we did was we employed home health care, you know, because it is covered um, at a certain number of visits through the insurance company, but we had um, both types of care show up. You know, we had um, um, where they actually uh, came and, and did the physical therapy at home, and then they were just coming to check on her, you know, and, and, and visiting. I'm sure that that's a lot of what you see on a regular basis. Is, is that not the case? Yes, it is. Uh, in many cases, patients, when they're discharged from a facility, a nursing home, they need both. So from our end, we would send out a physical therapist or okay. an occupational therapist to evaluate their current needs. And the goal of therapy is to keep you safe and independent while you're at home. At the same time, if you need someone there to do light cleaning, to help out with bathing or getting dressed in the morning, those services would be available as well. So if someone is looking for home care outside of the number of visits available to um, paid for by insurance, then they would employ your services and have something like maybe a, a weekly visit. I mean, how long can you employ them services? Well, our company provides services that are com- covered by insurance. So okay. after the insurance runs out, there's always the option of private pay. But for the most part, our customers are using their insurances to cover all the benefits that they receive. Okay. So one of the things that we were looking at for mom, you know, um, like no one said, long-term care insurance. We want to make sure that we try to keep you home or get you home as soon as possible and keep you home. I mean, there's nothing um, nothing like the comfort of your own home when it comes to care and, and recovering, right? So what we were looking at is um, assisted living facilities. We were looking at roughly five to $6,000 a month to sell the house and move her into a, a assisted living. Um, my mother's 85 years old and stubborn. She says, I'm not, that's too much. I don't want to pay that, right? Which most seniors say that. So the other thing that we were looking at is employing a, a service to do that. Um, are you aware of those services out there? And um, I, I don't know if you are or not. I'm aware of many companies who are private pay sure. that will allow you to pay for someone to come into their home and care for their needs. Yes. Um, it just depends on what you need and how much you're willing to come out of pocket for. And that's not a service that you guys offer, right? It, it is, but only to a degree. Okay. We focus more so on the skilled services, on the therapy and the nursing. If patients need an aid, we will provide you an aid. 
for approximately three to five hours a week. Okay. Okay. But once the skilled services are discharged, then the aid is no longer available. Okay. So there are other companies who will provide you with aids for a longer period of time. In many cases, they have to have what's called a passport waiver. And if you have a passport waiver from the Area Office on Aging, sometimes they may get anywhere from 20 to 30, uh, eight hours a week. Sure. Some companies provide aids that will cover that amount of time, but Partners in Home Care does not. Okay. Well, I think about the situation, you know, like with mom falling, breaking mm-hmm. her back, you know, everything was fine. And then all of a sudden you're kind of thrown in this situation. And I ask you the same question too, Kelly. You know, how do you navigate the landscape of figuring it out? And like, where do you go to figure out, you know, how do I find the right home health care aid? Well, I can tell you, for, for me with mom, we had no idea. I started calling, um, and there's different facilities out there, but when I set up the home health care, I asked the people that I talked to, I said, hey, who do we reach out to to get care after the insurance runs out? Because I don't feel comfortable leaving mom at home by herself, right? Do you refer outside sources? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that may be a difficult question to answer on, on air, but, I mean, there are other companies that, that do this. How Do you coordinate benefits with them at all? Yes, all the time, okay. all the time. Our goal is to keep people safe and at home. So if it's not us, then if we know somebody who can help you out, we're, we're glad to point you in the right direction. So that's one resource, like I had to find, uh, you know, a resource. But there are resources out there. But that's probably – Nolan, you're, you're absolutely right, and, and we were talking in the previous uh, segment. Um, how – I mean, think about it. You're talking about seniors that are, you know, 65 to 85 or older. They don't know how to navigate this at all. I think, I think there's a big, big uh, lack in care and help for seniors that are – especially those that are – uh, by themselves and don't have someone like myself or someone like your, you, you, Kelly, that can can help them out and, and explain all of the benefits available to them? Well, I think one of the best things you could do, honestly, is plan ahead. Uh, it's really difficult to make good decisions when a crisis starts. But if you plan prior to the crisis, then you sort of know what direction you're going when it comes to health care. Sure. So before mom or dad has a fall or before things get too bad, start doing your research. Mm-hmm. Something I like to encourage people to do is start with recommendations. If you need a roof put on your house, if you need your car fixed, what's the first thing you do? You ask them when you know Absolutely. who has provided a quality service for you. So when it comes to home health care, whether it's skilled services or non-skilled, ask someone you know who's been through the same thing, who they used. And then if you go and research that company and find a little bit about their background, it kind of helps you know which way you might go when things start to go bad. Well, to me, it really all comes down to, again, having that kind of team approach. Again, you know, Scott running the health insurance side and, you know, having resources, Kelly, like you to be able to kind of reach out to. And having somebody, you know, that's local that can help you navigate uh, northwest Ohio and figure out, you know, whether you or a loved one, maybe it's mom or dad, needs some type of care. Having those resources available and somebody to sit down and talk to, uh, that's absolutely what we're here to do at America's Retirement Headquarters. So, you know, happy to, again, develop a plan. And I love what you talked about. It's a planning ahead. So, mm-hmm. you know, you may not be in need of care right now. You may be thinking about, you know, maybe mom and dad might need something five or 10, 20 years down the road. But in your own situation, you know, now's the time really to sit down and talk with a professional about developing a plan so you know exactly what's going to happen 
if and when you need care, who your resources are. It's kind of like what we talked our kids through of running the fire safety drill. Sure. You know, run it now. Uh, get together with a, a team like America's Retirement Headquarters and help you kind of develop those resources on the tools that are available here uh, right in Northwest Ohio. Because as Kelly said there, it's much easier to make these decisions when it's not thrust upon you, when you're forced into it. Because as we all know, you know, similar to the markets, when, when uh, times are tough, that is when emotion comes into play and the wrong decisions can sometimes be made. So something certainly worth looking at ahead of time. And the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you out with that. You just have to take the first step. Give a call, 419-794-3030. You can also find them online, arhq.com. And now we're pleased to be joined by Dr. Steve Bills, who is a concierge physician. So I'm sure a lot of people hear those two words together, and they don't quite know what that that means. So uh, uh, Dr. Bills, welcome to the show, and I'll let you guys take it away. Well, you know, uh, we just finished up an, another uh, great weekend with Hooves, and, you know, well, by the airport, we help rescue veterans uh, with post-traumatic stress. And, you know, last weekend, uh, our executive director, Amanda, was speaking mm-hmm. at a, a conference that was focused on mental health, and she called me up. I was out of town with my son playing hockey, and she called me out of the blue, and she said, oh, my gosh, you you got to listen to who I just had a chance to connect with. You know, she connected with some really influential people. Um, they were really impressed with our program that we launched this year. It's called our Patriot Program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not only do we help veterans, we're also plugged into our local schools and helping youth with uh, preventing suicide. But to me, it, it all came down to kind of, again, who you knew in those situations and getting plugged in. And I think that's a big part of what we've been talking about today in the show is talking about the resources that you have available, uh, the advantages, I think, of working local, working with somebody here in Northwest Ohio versus just, you know, calling an 800 number where you have to tell the story all over and over again. And we talk a lot about this when we're working with uh, individuals and we're helping them figure out, you know, what are the right choices on figuring out how do you protect your assets from long-term care or, you know, do you get Medicare Advantage or a supplemental plan? Uh, but in this case, you know, when we look at it and we're, we're here joined with, you know, Dr. Stephen Bills, we're looking at figuring that out and navigating the landscape. And, you know, unfortunately, what happens a lot of times people are just put into this crisis mode and uh, it could be a spouse, it could be mom or dad, it could be another loved one that ultimately is just all of a sudden thrown in this crisis mode of figuring out, you know, what do I do and how do I keep my family healthy and safe in this type of environment? And that's where your concierge service really kind of comes in, isn't it? Absolutely. Unfortunately, we, we see too many of the crisis management type of situations where, oh, something has happened. And who do you call? You know, how do we know how to navigate this, mm-hmm. this continuity of care sort of thing? So what I can do is I can come in and kind of point you in the right direction. Um, I can take care of people right in their homes. Um, and we can do that uh, via telehealth, or I actually make house calls, uh, kind of like Doc Baker back in the day, and uh, kind of assess the situation that's in hand and then get them plugged into the right folks uh, to get them the care that they need. So you're truly looking out for, the obviously, the best interest of the patient themselves. So, so let me ask you this, um, uh, Doctor. Is part of your service, do we pay a monthly subscription or how does how does that work when when we employ your services i have two means of of payment uh sometimes it's a one-off it's like going to the urgent care sure and then you're going to pay a one-time cost 
and those costs are 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 paid out of pocket. I don't I don't take insurance. Sure. Um, but that's uh, those those costs for services for a one time type visit are are higher than if you are part of my second part of the program, which is a subscription service. So okay. somebody signs up with me, they get they get uh, the telehealth services that they need as part of that uh, that subscription fee, and then additional services like a house call or something like that are at a lower rate. So you have resources available. Obviously, um, um, you're a doctor and you've been around the, uh, the block a day or two. Um, you've got resources available to where you know the dirty little secrets, if, the, if you will, or the behind-the-scenes things about health care and how to get health care, right? I mean, because the layperson, they don't have any idea. They, they depend upon their primary cares right. or the doctors and whatever they tell them, that's what they do. Correct. And I, I would just say that some of my, uh, my experience is having gone through it with both of my parents. Sure. And, you know, how do I find a home health care company? How do I find uh, a skilled uh, a nursing uh, uh, health care company? How do I navigate whether someone needs to be in the hospital or whether they need to go see their primary doctor? Those things have all kind of come to a head for me uh, just because of my experience um, and, uh, with my parents and, and others uh, that I take care of. So... It's nice to have someone, you know, uh, you know, if you have an uncle in the furniture business, right? You know, it's, it's one of those kind of things where if there's somebody that's been through it who happens to be a physician, sometimes that can uh, kind of help cut corners and get where we need to be in a, in a faster manner. Sure, sure. I know um, um, me being in the health insurance world, um, a lot of people come in and they'll ask me about your type of service. Sure. And I know that there's a, you do have some competitors out there, right? Um, um, and I know there's a few of them around town, but do you see this starting to be more of a, um, a coming thing and a trend in, in the industry? Absolutely. I think first and foremost, one of the things that, that COVID taught us was no one wants to sit in a waiting room. Right. People are tired of waiting for hours to see their physician. People are having hard time getting in to see their physician. Um, I, my services are same day or next day. Uh, so we can we can short circuit a lot of uh, short circuit a lot of those things. Sure. But the other thing, it's about relationship. Mm-hmm. People want to be heard, and um, I think that when you are in a, you know, a fast track kind of situation where you're seeing patients every 15 minutes, um, there's just not enough time to adequately take care of and listen to the patient for a change. People want to be heard. Yeah, absolutely. And that's you know that's what I hear too. Is you know I'll have clients that come in and just want to sit and talk about their situation. You know, one of the things I learned, um, and Nolan, I'm sure you have too, um, you know, I, I always say, be careful the questions you ask unless you're prepared for the answer. Right. You know, how are you doing? Well, you know, that opens up, how am I doing? Well, I've got this gone wrong and this gone wrong, you know, and I deal with a lot of seniors, so they're more than willing to talk about all of the things they've got right. ailing them. Uh, so how does someone get in touch with you? Um, they can give me a, a, a ring on a phone. Uh, my phone number is 419-410-3039. And I'm happy to have a conversation with them about uh, what my services cost, that kind of thing. Um, I also have a, a website. It's www.mytelehealthmd.com. And you can look me up there. So, you know, when you look at it, I think, you know, a lot of people are looking for that type of concierge-type service. Uh, again, you know, a lot of people are thrown in this situation and, and never had to navigate it before. What are the probably most common thing that you would see people are coming to you for services for? 
Well, I see a lot of different things. So as an as emergency physician, uh, which is my background, uh, I see a lot of urgent care kind of stuff. So I can take care of uh, people you know, doing suturing, uh, wound care, that side of, sort of things. Um, but a lot of the things that I'm seeing are, are, are those, those things that you, they just don't know where to go. Um, you know, what specialist should I see? How do I, how do I get those home, home care services? Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I, my, my wife is a florist, and I happened to be delivering flowers for her one day. And as I went uh, to this, this house, knocked on the door, a lady came to the door, and she said, could you help me? She said, uh, I know this is unusual, but my father has dementia, and he's fallen, and he's bleeding in the back, and can you help me? I said, sure. Put the flowers down and kind of took care of things. Um, and she said, well, you know, I bet you don't see this every day. And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I'm wearing my other hat. And she says, you're delivering flowers? You know, I, I said, I'm an emergency physician. She says, okay. Uh, and, and what it taught me was that so much of what, what we, we would see, say, in the emergency room, I'm just looking at the tip of the iceberg. And we don't see what's under the surface. And getting into people's homes and understanding what's actually happening with that individual makes all the difference in the world because I saw how much this particular daughter needed help. And, you know, I'm able to say, hey, I, I, you know, you need help with this. You need help with showering. You need help with, with, uh, with care. And there are services available, and I can help kind of people plug those things together. You know, I think here on Toledo's largest talk station, there's probably a lot of listeners that are out there, and they're probably figuring out a little bit about what you do. But, you know, Who's the type of person who should reach out and give you a call? You know, that is a tough question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would just say anybody who, who would like to have care done in their home, that's a great place to start. Um, people who are transportationally challenged, people who are, are you know, homebound, it's, it's a perfect service for that kind of thing. But it also works for people who, you know, just need, you know, I'm a, I'm a working parent, I I don't have time to get to the doctor by five o'clock. You know, maybe, oh, you have extended hours. I work until nine and mm -hmm. you'll come out to the house. Those are the kind of things that, that I'm looking for. But most of all, I think it's just uh, if you're interested in, in, in developing a relationship with your doctor so that when you're out of town, you're on a vacation and there's an injury, you were talking about hockey stuff earlier. You know, what do you what do you do? Can, can you call your doctor up and just ask a question? Hey, if we've got that kind of relationship, I'm able to, to talk to you right then when you call me because I'm the one answering the phone. Those are, those are the people that work for me. Sure. And to find out more and to reach out to Dr. Steve Bills, again, uh, mytelehealthmd.com. To find out more about America's Retirement Headquarters and the team, uh, the website, arhq.com. The so-called five-second rule is apparently alive and well. A new survey by one poll shows that more than 40% of Americans will eat things off the floor as long as they can pick it up immediately, it really depends on where in conjunction to the, the dog here it lands and whether or not my son sees me. Uh, guys, when the market drops, there is no five-second rule. How long does it take in a down market for people to recover? Also, what is your stance on the five-second rule? And can you plan to avoid large losses and long recovery times? Well, I guess raising kids and scouts and having an Eagle Scout, one who's going to be an Eagle Scout before too long, uh, the five second rule absolutely exists in my family because, you know, we've been in uh, the middle of nowhere and the food you have on you is uh, all you've got. So <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you drop it, shake it off and make it last. That's right. That's right. You know, it's funny you bring, you know, th this is part of the topic of discussion this uh, past week. Uh, my wife and I went over and visited my mom and, and we were talking, um, uh, you know, when mom's 85, right? So back when she was much, much younger, 
I mean, you just picked everything up and ate it. So she asked my wife, so what would you do if you had like an M&M or something you dropped it on the floor? And my wife says, well, I'd throw it away. And I go, no, you wouldn't. And my mom about come out of the chair. You would not throw that away. That's a good M&M, right? So like you said, Nolan, raising kids, five seconds isn't always the rule. It's sometimes a little longer than that, but you pick it up and eat it. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, when we think about it and we're talking about how to avoid large losses in retirement time and, you know, when the market drops, there's really there's no five-second rule. Uh, the challenge is, is I guess it depends upon when you're looking at this, your time frame, right? So I go back to the beginning of 2023. Mm-hmm. I remember my son coming up to me and talking to me a little bit about his 401k. He's been working here at the firm for the last couple of years, contributes to the 401k. And I remember him saying, Dad, you know, look at my 401k. This stinks. You know, the market was down a bunch. And look at my statement. And I said, buddy, you know, you're, you're only 20. Right. You know, you're putting money in. In fact, at your age, this actually works out to your advantage because you're getting to buy more and more shares while the market is down. You don't need this money for 40 years from now. Now, if you flash forward to a lot of the people that we work with that are either close to or in retirement time, they cannot afford to have those type of large losses because the sequence of returns, you know, can take them a long time for the market to recover. It's almost like that, uh, you know, if you go backwards one step, you've got to take two steps to get Mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when you're in retirement time. Now, if you compound the problem that can happen in retirement time, imagine taking withdrawals out of your investments. And if your investments are subject to the lottery of the returns of the market, while the market is down, you're going to be forced to sell off more and more of your shares to come up, you know, with the same type of monthly withdrawal in the down market, you actually accelerate the risk Mm -hmm. of outliving your money. Look, I'm telling you with this year, 2023 going well, you know, next year heading into an election year, now is more important than ever to develop a plan. If you're, you know, within five years of retirement or already retired to develop a plan that allows you to be able to, you know, maximize every single financial account that you have, but be able to be in a position that you can avoid large losses in retirement. Um, You know, it it could be the uh, elections next year. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, something that's unexpected that happens that shakes the economy. I mean, we think about last week with 9-11, you know, who would have ever thought, you know, that they would have attacked us here on the U.S., but how fast the economy changed and how dramatic of a downturn it happened. So, you know, for those of you that are close to or in retirement time, we'd love to talk to you about very specific strategies that can help you avoid large losses in retirement time. You know, those large losses could come from, as Scott points out, an unexpected healthcare crisis. It could come from a, another thing that we never thought would have happened, like a 9-11, or it it could come from our political leaders dragging us through the mud with the upcoming elections. But those are the things that we're here to help with. And if you're worried about where we're at in the economy right now, and you don't know, should you go to the sidelines, but you don't want to sit in cash and not have your money work for you, there's a lot of different ideas that we can help with, and we would love to have a conversation with you. And it all starts with that phone call to start that conversation, 419 794 3030. We may not be able to control what is going to spurn on the next market downturn or correction. What we can control is how we are positioned to withstand whatever may come down the line, and that starts with proper planning. 419 794 
30-30. An article on the website Smart Asset said that last year, the median retirement plan balance fell about 15%. And in the comments section, people said, sure, they were down 15%, but did you add in the 9% inflation? The point is, you may think you're doing okay, but when you dive into the numbers, you may find a lot of room for improvement. Guys, can you think of some examples with, uh, with new and, and current clients? Yeah, I mean, anytime you have a year like 2022, it's important really to kind of stress test your numbers and make sure that you're still on track and, you know, look at it in a little different context. Uh, obviously, Chaz Price, a certified financial planner that we oftentimes have on the radio show, he talks a lot about the fact of how uh, taxes are going to eat into that as well. So if you have the market down by 15%, you have inflation up by 9%, you know, what if you have taxes higher by 10%? And then, Scott, if you, if you compound that and you think about now throwing a healthcare-related expense, I mean, today we've talked a lot about uh, the topic of healthcare expenses. Mm -hmm. It can really kind of chomp and eat away at, at the different, uh, you know, life savings that you've built up. We were at an event recently that we were talking about Social Security and Medicare. And, in fact, you know, for any of you that are listening, if you haven't been to one of our events, uh, we do have a couple of upcoming events uh, number one, October 11th, we have our semi-annual economic update at the Hilton, but we also do have uh, quite a few Medicare events. Something, Scott, that you had talked about the last time is mm -hmm. when we were at this event, you were sharing a little bit about some of the expenses and how that can eat away, uh, and it's so important to dive deep into the retirement numbers because if you didn't know about some of these things and how expensive healthcare costs, it can kind of wipe out your retirement savings, can it? No, oh, there's no question, Nolan. Uh, you know, I told a story there and, um, you know, raised a lot of eyebrows for some of the guests that we had, uh, you know, um, at, at the event. You know, I had one particular client that uh, had one uh, medication that they were on and uh, their out-of-pocket, well, the, the cost of the medication was 585000 you know, and, you know, when I brought this up on the screen in front of them, they about fell out of a chair. And then their cost, their portion of that cost was going to be roughly $34,000. Now, with the proper insurance plan, you can, you know, eliminate a good portion of that. But if you don't have the proper plan, that number is coming out of your pocket. The other thing is, you know, a lot of people don't realize or understand that there are out-of-pocket expenses with Medicare um, to the tune of, it's an 80-20 plan, you know, and if you're not on Medicare, if you're, you know, under 65 and you're on, you know, um, the marketplace plans, you're going to have upwards to $10,000 in deductibles and out-of-pocket costs, you know, so why should you dive deep um, into your retirement plan numbers is because those numbers can be totally destroyed by catastrophic claims if you don't have the right plans put in place. Well, you know, when we look at this, again, whether it's looking at things like how would a stock market decline impact you or how is inflation going to impact you, uh, we use this financial planning tool. And what we can do is kind of put all of these numbers into the plan. And then what we do is we run simulations to look at uh, 2,000 possible different mm -hmm. combinations of things like, you know, what if you needed long-term care for the last two years of your life? What if you had a uh, higher health care cost? What if inflation was uh, high for a long time? What if the market crashed? What if, you know, in uh, tax rates doubled? Those type of things. And by identifying those, it allows you to develop a plan to figure out what are the solutions that you need to put in place today 
and developing a plan to try to eliminate some of those risks. So as you talk about with the 80-20 plan, mm-hmm. um, there's solutions to that, right? Instead Absolutely. of you know just paying 20% out of pocket, there's choices that can be made uh, even in the situation of what you talked about with somebody that maybe had $36,000 a year of uh, you know, prescription costs, again, knowing how to navigate the plans and the choices that are out there uh, lead you to maybe a lot better individual choices. Oh, there's no question. And that's exactly why we work together. And that's exactly what we do here is, you know, I, I mentioned in that event, um, you know, a lot of people, when they ask me, what do I do? Um, I never tell them that I'm an insurance agent because really I'm not, you know. I'm an educator. I educate them on the plans that are available. It's just like what you do when you meet with a client and you go through you know, the fact-finding process. You educate them on the options that they have. A lot of people don't even know. It was, it was staggering to me. I had a show of hands, and there were so many people that didn't really even know what plan they had. And it kind of is the same you know, with, with the financial planning. I don't know where my money's invested. I don't know what exact plans I have. Unless you actually get into the weeds with all of your plans and working with a guy like yourself or, or, or myself, you're leaving yourself in the potential for a disaster. Yeah, you know, as I talk about it, I love being a numbers nerd. Sure. And I think as you pointed out the other day, uh, your son just <laughs> leaves out the numbers part of yeah. it just told you a nerd. But, <laughs> right. you know, you, this is the reason why you should dive deep into your retirement plan. So if last year was a little bit of a concern, obviously 2023, the market, the economy's gotten a little bit better, but inflation is still a big issue. If you're worried about, you know, how do I develop a plan to help protect my life savings from a health care cost? You know, what do I do in the event that tax rates go up in the future, which they're currently set to do? Or what do I do in the event that Social Security does what they say they're going to do, which is not be able to pay all the benefits in 10 years from now? That's why we should dive deep into the numbers. So if you haven't had your plan stress test in the last year, uh, as a listener on our show you know, here at the Retirement Guys Radio Show, we would love to stress test the numbers. We'd love to put your portfolio through that analysis. You know, worst case scenario is we tell you everything looks good. But, you know, if there's a couple of areas that can be uh, room for improvement, uh, that's what we'd love to show you. And, uh, again, just reach out to the office. Give us a call. We'd be happy to stress test your plan and dive deep into your retirement numbers. You know, as Nolan said there, you know, worst case scenario is you find out you're doing great. It sounds odd, but, you know, if there are things that need to be done, changes that need to be made, it's better to find out about it as soon as possible so you can course correct and really uh, tighten up your retirement prospects. But it all starts with having that stress test done. All you need to do to take advantage of this is a way of saying thank you for joining us here on the show is give us a call, 419-794-3030. Once again, that's 419-794-3030. You can also reach out on the website, arhq.com. Beyonce is traveling the world in one of the year's biggest concert tours for those who can't afford it, Ticketmaster has been selling listening seats, which gets you into the venue, but there is no sight of the stage. Prices for these, by the way, run from uh, 50 to $250, and then the taxes and the fees, of course. You know, there's also trade-offs when it comes to retirement planning. Some might choose to delay retiring to build savings. Others might retire early and just adjust their lifestyle accordingly. When you guys design plans for clients, how do you talk about the trade-offs that, that they may encounter? Uh, actually, Friday, I got a chance to go down uh, by Columbus, between Columbus and Hocking Hills. I sure. uh, did the Luke Bryan concert with my son. That was the one request that he had for the summer and finally was able to get to one of the farm tours uh, on Friday. So a good time. But, you know, when you're looking at, at trade-offs and we're thinking about how to make trade-offs for retirement, I think 
the first thing that you got to do is you got to look at some clear goals and you've got to prioritize some of those goals and, and figure out, you know, what the impact of those decisions could make on the outcomes. Um, one of the things is for me personally, I think a goal should be making sure that you have, you know, proper health insurance, mm -hmm. either before the age of 65, when you transition into Medicare and all the way down the road to, you know, protecting your assets for long-term care. Uh, I can think of a couple of situations over the years where I've run into uh, a family member and somebody who maybe didn't choose to purchase long-term care or uh, had their life savings wiped out when somebody went into a nursing home, all the way to somebody who retired maybe before the age 65 and thought, you know, I've never really had a health issue. I could just gamble on it and I'll sure. be good for the next couple of years. And then all of a sudden something bad happens. Um, and, you know, that can be a, a major financial expense that can wipe out their retirement savings. When you're looking at different goals and figuring out different goals, um, as you're talking about it from a healthcare standpoint, how do you help people prioritize how to figure that out? Well, one of the things is, you know, some people that are already taking Social Security, you know, they took they started taking Social Security at 62, and you know, we've had many shows where we talked about, you know, the optimal time to take Social Security and that. But you know, I've had a few uh, um, clients that have called me up and said. Um, uh, they're not taking Social Security. They're going to put it off. So they've made that decision, which, you know, we support that decision. And then they get a quarterly bill for their Medicare Part B premium, and it's like $495. And they call me up, and they're like freaking out. It's like, well, what is this, right? And it leads into what you said, Nolan. They didn't sit down with anybody and properly prepare for what the expenses are coming once they retire, once they go through their retirement, turning 65, signing up for Medicare. You know, so one of the things that I always do is I sit down with clients, I'll go through the different options that they have available to them, and I make sure they understand if you're not taking Social Security early, um, you're going to have to apply for Medicare. If you are taking Social Security, you're automatically um, uh, um, enrolled. But you're also going to have expenses out of your pocket. You know, if you're not taking Social Security, you're going to be paying those premiums when it comes Medicare time. A lot of times people just don't understand it or don't remember that. And they think that that's part of their insurance, like their um, supplemental or advantage plan. And it's not. It's truly something that's um, from Medicare, CMS guidelines. So, you know, when you're looking at trade-offs for retirement, having those clear goals, looking at, you know, healthcare related expenses, looking at, you know, what are your retirement income goals that you need? What are things uh, that are other goals that you have, maybe planning for the grandkids uh, college or protecting your surviving spouse in the event of a, a premature death? And then kind of prioritizing those goals, going down the action plan to get those things eliminated. It also comes down to understanding your budget and developing a plan for the unexpected. A lot of times we have in our industry, we have this rule of 4%. And you know, a lot of times people say, well, it's okay to take a 4% withdrawal rate from your retirement account. But you also have to factor into that with your withdrawals that are coming out. There's going to be things that come up all the time. Uh, we talked in some earlier segments about somebody uh, that maybe had 20% of the healthcare-related expenses. Mm -hmm. You know, if you end up in a situation where you have a $250,000 medical bill and you're responsible for 20% of that, that $50,000 could yeah. be a major unexpected expense that you need to work into your overall plan. 
So as you're building out your budget for the future, don't just think about what your normal living expenses are. Think about making sure that you build into that some of the unexpected. And as you're building out your budget, what I would say is that you want to make sure that you have an, enough reliable income for what I call the non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. So the food, living expenses, all the things that you need to maintain your lifestyle you know, you need to have those as non-negotiables. So it could be things like maximizing your Social Security benefits, choosing the correct pension options, uh, maybe moving some investments from market risk assets to things that provide more predictable income uh, to help you make sure that you've got that money in, in place. You know, your stock market money should be your, your playcheck money, your fund money. Um, then you want to set up regular reviews and adjust your plan along the way. So whether you have one of those unexpected expenses mm -hmm. come up, uh, whether the, the market is exceeding your goals. You want to review where you're at within your plan and then balance enjoyment with security. You know, there's always that happy medium. Sometimes people uh, in the go-go years, as Chaz refers to it, mm -hmm. you know, spends a, a lot of money quickly, uh, but they don't realize that they need that money to last forever. So you right. kind of got to balance uh, the enjoyment with security as well. And and by putting a plan in, together in place, I think it's the best way for you to figure it all out. And to get that plan started, to, to put it together and see where you are as, as you get ready to enter into this journey called retirement. It all starts with that phone call, 419-794-3030. Or you can go onto the website as well, ARHQ.com. Don't forget, click on the events tab uh, there at ARHQ.com to find out more about the upcoming Medicare events that are going on, the upcoming uh, semi-annual economic summit, and so much more, uh, ARHQ.com. Want to thank you so much for joining us this week, as we always do, spending a little time with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Please have a great week ahead of you. Guys, as always, thank you for the time. And as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, I love the show. You know, talked a lot about healthcare today. Mm -hmm. Again, go over to our YouTube channel, America's Retirement Headquarters. If you missed any of the segments earlier, you can just type in America's Retirement Headquarters on YouTube, get uh, previous shows. Uh, but either way, we'll be back here, same time, same channel, right here on Toledo's largest talk station. And just remember, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. It's home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.